Welcome to Your Daily Drive. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. If you want to read this podcast, you can go to our website, rickthomas.net, and there's a full transcript there for you. You can read it. You can share it. You can mark it up. You can use it in your small group, your marriage, your wife, your children, your husband. Use it however you wish. We would love for you to be able to share our content with others and to benefit from it. Today, I want to talk about this idea of change because we are a change ministry. When you look at the Great Commission, going out, penetrating the, uh, penetrating the gospel evangelistically, and then people are converted to Christ, and then we teach them all that Christ taught us, and then you go back out into the culture to convert folks. That is a snapshot of the Great Commission, and the part of the Great Commission where we focus primarily is teaching them all that Christ taught us. We interact with Christians, as I like to say when people ask me and I give them my two-second response, we help Christians to become better Christians. And so we are a sanctification ministry, and because of that, a lot of people, hundreds of thousands of people, come to us and they ask questions about sanctification, a personal problem that they may be going through, their own struggle with them and the Lord. They may have a relationship problem, which is maybe the most common one that we interact with. They could be in some situational difficulty or challenge, a question that they are wanting to work through, a decision that they have to make. But whatever the reason is, 98% of the people that come to us are interacting with a sanctification problem. Christians who are wanting to work through issues, and therefore we are a change ministry. The way that we do this is through written content, whether it's articles, short form, long form. This is a short form article, about 700, a little more than 700 words. Most of our articles are long form about 2,000 words. And then we have a handful of digital books. We also have some paperback books. We have short videos that are a minute or less, videos that are 10 minutes or less, and then we have full-length webinars. And then, of course, we have thousands of infographics. As one lady said last week, I just became a member of your ministry, and I don't know where to go. You have so much information on your website and it we truly do it is a sanctification center dealing primarily about this idea of change and so i titled this podcast 10 things to know before you can help someone this is prerequisite information if you want to change yourself you need to know these 10 things If you are interacting with someone that needs to change, you need to know these 10 things. Because here's the deal. Talking about change and being willing to change can be two different matters. And if you have not prepped your soul for change, and that's what I want to talk about in this podcast, soul prep, there there are some fundamental issues that you must have prepped, prepared yourself for in your heart before you can change. And if you have not prepped your soul for change, you will not change. You may modify your behavior. 
You may turn over a leaf or two, but what I'm talking about is long-term, God-empowered, sustainable transformation until you see Jesus. That's what we all want. We don't want cyclic change. We don't want temporary change. We want long-term, God-empowered, sustainable change. And if you're going to get on that track, if you're going to drive down that lane, your soul must be prepped before you can change. Now, you could turn over a leaf. You could do behavioral modification. You may even do some damage control within your relationships. And quite honestly, there are quite a few people who come to us where they're just looking for damage control especially men, but not always men, and they'll do whatever they need to do to calm things down. But that's not the change that we're talking about. Transformation is a gift that God gives to hearts who want it. And if your heart doesn't really want it, you're not genuinely into this, but you have other motives, you have other intentions, then you won't change. That's just how it is. And therefore, that's why it's imperative that we prep our soul, that we examine our intentions. We understand our motives. And if your motives are biblical, if they're Christocentric, you can set yourself up for long-term change. And it's a fantastic thing. If you want to talk about what I'm going to share with you, again, the title of the podcast, 10 Things to know before, key idea, before you can help someone change. And if you want to talk about this podcast, I would encourage you to come to our website, an interactive ministry that is set up for you to ask your questions, whatever they may be, and I would love to interact with you. Get on our public forums and you can ask. They're free. They're free to anyone who has access to the internet. You can ask whatever you want, and we will interact with you. The reason that we are able to do what we do and to provide so much free service to so many people is because of people like Graham today became a supporting member, a monthly recurring supporter of our website at $5 a month. We also had Peter, who recently became a member at $50 a year. Adam, $100 every two years. Jose, $50 a year. Shauna, $5 a month. Vanessa, $10 a month. Derek, $50 a year. Jamie or Jaime, I'm not sure. Thank you, $25 a month recurring membership. Holly, $5 a month. Michelle, at $10 a month, Julie, $50 recurring annually. Jamaline, $5 a month. These are some of the folks that have recently started supporting our ministry, and it's because of them. And I highlight them on purpose because I want you to know who they are. I want you to know that they're real people who provide this ministry for you so that you can access so much content. It is my desire to make everything on our website free to any person who wants it, and that can happen as more folks 
come along and underwrite our ministry for as little as $5 a month, $50 a year, $100 every two years, or any other number above that that you want to select. But we made it $5 a month about 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, because my idea, my thought was, is that many people could do a lot, and so we wanted to make uh, the support as low as we possibly could, and so that's why we landed on the number at $5 a month, and there's a lot of people that can do that. So for all of you who support this work, thank you. God bless you. You're not only in it for yourself. You get help. You get benefit but you're in it for other people too. You want other people to be able to have this kind of access and it is super kind of you to do that. So thank you very much. If you want to support us, go on our website, learn how. We'll be glad to direct you in the right uh, place and that would be fantastic. 10 things to know before you can help someone. Let me bring out my friend here, Biff. He's struggling with getting his life on track. Now, he has a friend, Bud, who's trying to help him. Now, what Bud wants to do without being suspicious, he wants to figure out if Biff is serious about receiving help. Bud has been in the discipleship business for a long time, and he knows that everybody that says, Lord, Lord, doesn't know the Lord, and everybody who says they want help isn't serious about help, and Bud is a busy man, and and he wants to steward. It's not his time. It's God's time. Bud wants to steward God's time. Time is a gift, and Bud realizes this, and he's a time manager for God. He's into time management, and so Biff comes to him, and Bud wants to be kind. He wants to be helpful, but Again, he's aware that if Biff is not serious, then Biff will not be able to change. Now, that is not the, the question of the cynic, but it's not that. It is the question of the discerning person. And if you're not discerning, you can't say yes to everybody. And you don't want to waste your time in the sense that you're just spinning wheels because it won't get you anywhere and you'll just end up frustrated. And so you want to know. You want to know if this person is serious because not every person who asks for help is serious about change. It's a common problem with people who are struggling. And Bud is unsure if Biff is shooting straight with him. So he sends me an email, Rick. And he's asking for advice on how to proceed. And of course, that's what we do. It's one of the big things that we do with our ministry. We're answering questions every day. Sometimes, many times, they are from counselors, disciplers, pastors, elders, small group leaders that say something like, hey, I'm working with this individual and and this is the scenario. What would you suggest? Now, what we do is we ask people to flatten out those scenarios because we don't need to know that it's Biff and Bud who are working together. You can make up some other name, and that would be great. But Bud has emailed, and he has asked, and this is what I did. I suggested to Bud that he look more closely into Biff's life before he charts a course to help him. 
One of the ways that Bud can do this is by assessing a few prerequisite qualities that should be part of any person who says he wants to change. The things that we do, our behaviors, flow out of who we are. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Jesus said in 645 of Luke, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks, and therefore it is imperative that Bud try to understand as much as he can the kind of heart that Biff has. If Biff's heart is evil, to use Jesus' language, well then guess what? He's not going to change. But if Biff is a genuinely good person trying to be a good person, well then there's great possibility for change. And so before Bud starts discipling Biff about his problems, he must learn more about Biff's internal motivation for help. Now, what I've done in this podcast is I've laid out some questions that you can ask. You can ask them in your own mind as you assess the person. And if you don't know the answers, you can ask the person these questions, and it will tell you if they have done what I said earlier. You remember, if you have not prepped your soul for change, you won't change. So Bill says he wants to change. Bud wants to discern that. And so here are some questions that will help him to focus less on the presenting problems that Biff has, his relational conflict or his personal problems, behavioral issues. And it will permit Bud to focus more on Biff's thoughts, his intentions, and his motivations. And you can begin this by saying, Biff... Are you ready to change? Now, I want to give you the first set. There's 10 things, as the podcast suggests, 10 things to know before you can help someone. And I'll give give them to you in two groups of five. And so here are the first five things that you need to know before you can help someone. I'll give you the list, and then I'll I'll share with you the questions that I've attached to each one of these uh, traits. Humility. Number two, character. Number three, servant. Number four, repentance. Number five, gratitude. Five things that you're looking for in a person. Now, if these things are right within the individual, then there is great hope that this person will change. Humility, character, servant, repentance, gratitude. Here's some of the questions that you can ask. Let's take humility first. Is Biff a humble person? How do you know? So you would write out three or four or five things that you have observed about Biff's life. And if you don't know Biff that well, you can ask him a few questions that would uh, point to whether he's a humble person or not. And so is Biff a humble person? How do you know? What are some signs that show his humility? Number two is character. How would you characterize Biff? Now, one of the ways that you could do that is you could use the fruit of the Spirit as your template to assess him. Love, joy, peace, self-control. You know 
those nine elements of the fruit of the Spirit. And so you can line them up on a sheet of paper, one to nine, and then see how Biff uh, resembles those nine things. This will give you a good assessment of his character. So is Biff a humble person? What is his character like? Number three, servant. How does he serve others, especially his wife? And, of course, if you were counseling Buffina, you would say, how does she serve others, especially her husband? You're looking for ways that Biff is imitating Jesus on a daily basis. Number four is repentance. Does he repent regularly? Now, part of his repentance, because repentance is a multi-step process, the way we teach it in our Mastermind class, our course, it is that there, there are 13 steps to repentance, and one of those steps is confession of sin. You can't repent unless you confess your sin. And so the question is, does he repent regularly? Part of his repentance is the quickness in which he confesses his sins. Is he a quick confessor? Humility, character, servant, repentance. And number five is gratitude. How would you describe his appreciation for the death of Christ for him, I'm asking you, is Biff a grateful Christian? Now, if you come up with all zeros or all negatives, or if you can't think of anything positive and biblical that you can attribute to Biff along the lines of humility, character, servant, repentance, and gratitude, well, there's a good chance he's not ready to change. All you counselors who are listening to this podcast, a counselee comes to you, they're sitting across from you. This could be part of your assessment as you talk to them. Now, maybe you don't ask these questions directly, but you're listening for these things, and that will set you up in the right way because what happens too often with the people that want individuals to change is that the people can become so frustrated because this person is not changing. It's like they're trying to get blood out of a turnip. That is a, a Southern expression, I believe. It just means it's not going to happen. And if you have an expectation that something is going to happen when it can't happen, well, then you're going to be frustrated you may respond poorly in anger, impatience, unkindness, harshness toward that person because they're not changing, and that is because your expectation for them to change is much higher than their ability to change because they're not ready. Just because they said they wanted to change doesn't mean that they want to change. I said earlier that sometimes they do this, and I see a lot of this, that it's about damage control. The person says they want to change, but all they're trying to do is to put out a fire. They're trying to mitigate some of the uh, uh, toxicness in the relationship, but they don't want to give up the things that they love. Therefore, they don't want to change, and so you want to assess them. Is Biff humble? How would you characterize him? How does he serve others? Does he repent regularly? How would you describe his gratitude for the death of Christ? These questions will give Bud insight into Biff's spiritual maturity. 
Biff is not looking for perfection regarding the things that I've just shared with you, but the presence of Christ-like qualities should be evident in Biff's life. Now, you always want to make that distinction. Remember these two words, perfection, presence. If you look for the perfection of something in an individual's life, well, guess what? You will be disappointed. But you're looking for the presence. And that's why in the question number two about character, how would you characterize him? That is a presence question, not a perfection question. Meaning on your your day-to-day deportment, how are you generally characterized? Not did you make a mistake? Did you sin today? Did you face plant today? Did you uh, have some imperfection today? We all have episodes of badness that spike on occasion from our lives, but what you're looking for is the general day-to-day, week-to-week characterization. You're looking for presence. Whatever a person is, good or bad, they will be predominantly that way throughout their day, week, and life. And so you're not looking for perfection because that's not possible with any of us, but you are looking for the presence of. And the questions that I just gave you will help you to discern the presence of Christ-like qualities, even, even if they are in embryonic form. Now, I'm not suggesting that Bud should not try to help Biff if he does not possess the biblical quali- these biblical qualities, but he needs to know that if Biff is not trying to mature in Christ, Bud will not be able to help him in the way that Bud wants to help him. So you're not kicking the person to the curb necessarily. Perhaps you may not help the individual at all. Perhaps you will give him other things to do. Well, come to our church meeting. Be part of our small group. Read this book. Maybe you will do that, but you will not give them FaceTime, hands-on involvement in their lives because they're not ready. Now, that's a wisdom issue, and each situation will be different. And so sometimes, like what Jesus said to the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler came to him and appeared to be sincere, but what Jesus did with his assessment question is he tapped into the ruling motives of the person's heart, and it was evident that the individual didn't change, and so Jesus did not spend time with him. He did give him something to do, and so sometimes you will give them something to do that could really help them, not just to keep them busy, because you don't want to spend that kind of time with them because they are not serious. So I'm not suggesting that Bud should not try to help, but that is a wisdom issue that Bud will have to come to terms with as it pertains to this unique individual, Biff. But here's the bottom line for Biff. If he answers negative, if the assessment is negative on the five things that I've listed thus far, humility, character, servant, repentance, and gratitude, he's not going to change. And here's the reason why God resists the proud, which basically means God is a warring army against a proud person. And if any person is not doing these basic things that I have suggested, he will experience God's resistance and attempting to transform will be futile. 
You see, God is the one that brings change, and God is the one that opposes change. And God opposes proud people. That's why you're asking these assessment questions, is that you're trying to dial in on the condition of Biff's heart, because if he's not a humble person, if the the fertile soil of his heart, or if the soil of his heart is not fertile, then it's not going to happen. If Bud tries to change the behavioral issues in Biff's life, he may turn over a new leaf. He may get short-term change, but there will not be long-term transformation because God will be against Biff's efforts. And it is important that you hear this. It is important that you understand this. Some people think disciples can work magic. Other individuals want folks to change more than the problem person wants to change. A lot of wives are this way, probably more wives than husbands, but husbands are this way as well. A spouse wants the other spouse to change more than the one who needs to change wants to change, and that creates a problem. These folks believe that if they can get the struggling person before the counselor, change will happen. No, it won't. Not if he doesn't want it. Not if his heart is is not prepped for change because it is God resisting him. Here are five more areas that you want to look at. We talked about humility, character, servant, repentance, gratitude. The next five, again, the title of the podcast, 10 things to know before you can help someone. Number six, engagement, passion, prayer, exporting, and number 10, modeling, engagement. Does Biff engage his local church community? What does that look like on a weekly basis? Number seven, passion. Does he talk about what he is gleaning from the Bible? What does he say when he shares what God is doing in his life? Number eight, prayer. How is his prayer life? What does he say to the Lord? Who all is he asking God to help? Number nine, exporting. Who is he discipling? Exporting the gospel we're talking about. Who is he caring for in his church? What do his soul care initiatives look like practically? And finally, number 10, how has his friends, his spouse, his wife, his children been affected by him? Is his influence positive or negative on others? Modeling. How has he been modeling Christ to others? The 10 things you need to know before you can help someone. Humility, character, servant, repentance, gratitude, engagement, passion, prayer, exporting, and modeling. Counselors, disciples, and friends can only water and plant. God is the one that provides the growth, and if the individual who needs to change does not have the fertile soil of the soul for change, it won't happen because James was clear in chapter 4. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. He went on to say, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You don't want God against you. Therefore, here are ten things that you need to address in your own heart. You're not looking for the perfection of these things. You're looking for the presence of them. And if you are a helper, then by all means, 
adjust your heart to the person that you're trying to help. It could be that you're just beating your head against the wall. Here are a few questions that you can ask for this podcast. Number one, do you want someone to change more than they want to change? A huge question that you do have to work through. Parents are like this as well. By the way, parents want their children to change more than their children are willing to change. And, and parents can be really frustrated and actually complicate the problems by getting angry or saying all kinds of unkind things to the children because the children aren't changing and the parents aren't using wisdom or self-control in that matter. Do you want someone to change more than they want to change? Number two, what does it mean when Paul talks about watering and planting versus providing the growth in 1 Corinthians 3.6? Number three, if a person is proud, why can't they change? you got to come to terms with that question. And again, I've given you 10 ways to assess the proud heart or if the person is proud. Number four, as you think about these 10 qualities, what is the evidence of them in your life? Let's turn this podcast around and point it toward you. Is your soul prepped and ready for God to bring change into your life? And finally, number five, if you want to change or if you are trying to help someone change, I recommend that you read three articles that I've linked inside this one, as well as get my book, Change Me, The Ultimate Life Change Handbook. And as always, if you have questions, jump on our website, NS. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.